0: Okay, funny story here as we get started. So on the last episode, episode number eight, I (laughs) can't even tell you how many things I had to edit out of my podcast. I don't actually normally spend a lot of time editing. I just kind of let my mistakes happen, and they certainly will happen. Uh, But last time, I had my cat in my office with me as I was recording, and she... (laughs) She successfully interrupted my podcast so many times, jumping up and down from the little shelf she sits on. Once she actually jumped up but completely missed, and literally, she was okay, don't worry. Cats have like, you know, 5,000 lives. But she actually fell completely down, tumbled all sorts of things off the top of the shelf that she was sitting on. Things broke. It was a whole thing. So this time, just now... I just shut my office door and I've gotta say, it kind of broke my heart seeing my cat outside, looking at me plaintively with her little eyes, Oh, If anybody else is a cat lover, I would love to hear from you and know, uh, I don't know, I just know about you. I love cat lovers. Cat lovers are special and unique. So let's go ahead and move on with today's show. I am today gonna be sharing with you chapter number, I have to look it up. Chapter number six from my book, Lady Bits, chapter six is called The Inner Core. So last week we talked about, uh, we actually read chapter... Five, which was about understanding your body and really understanding a little bit more about your anatomy and also understanding the female, uh, you know, reproductive cycle, the menstrual cycle. That actually followed another episode. So, episode eight was last week, and then episode seven before that was a bonus episode. That I really, if you are, you know, liking what I offer, I really recommend being sure you don't miss episode seven where I talk about the power of feminine movement and about really tuning in and listening to your body and honoring what it needs. At different times throughout your cycle, you will notice different things that your body needs as far as movement, as far as nourishment, as far as rest, all sorts of things. And even if you're not menstruating, you still go through cycles as a woman I think as a human, we all go through cycles. I mean, honestly, you know, just even the seasons, the cycles of the seasons, the seasons of our life when it comes to different stressors that we may be dealing with, etc. So just take a listen to that episode and see if it resonates with you. I hope it maybe gives you almost a permission slip to notice what your body needs and to give it what it needs, whether it's more or maybe less, maybe backing down. Everybody's different and you'll have different needs at different times. So take a look at that, listen to that. And um, before I read chapter six from my book, Lady Bits, I want to read not a review this week. Although if you have a review for me, I would love to read a a new review of the week next week, so please do leave me a rating or and review on iTunes. Um, But this week, I'd like to actually read a little segment from an email that I received from a Femme Fusion friend, somebody who has been following me on YouTube for quite a while, and she listened to episode 7 of this podcast, which I've just discussed, the one that's about the power of feminine movement, and I just want to share what she wrote So she said, Hey, uh, I enjoyed this episode and related to your points. One is the shift from a regimented mindset to a more organic flow with what and how I do movement in my body. Having been a disciplined dancer for so long, I remember the same feeling of pushing myself for many, many years and feeling badly. If I missed a day now, I get how important it is and feel such a sense of relief to trust it, to follow a flow and really relax and recover my body from time to time. Feeling the thrill and motivation from new ways of moving like rock climbing and tango is great, but every so often I still slip into the mindset of pushing and wonder if, if I miss too many practices, and that's in air quotes, that I'll lose my progress or lose my edge. Actually, no. It's more about being really present in whatever you're doing. If it's a week off because you're sick or injured, well then do it and do it wholeheartedly. Listen to what your body needs and don't get FOMO. And that means fear of missing out. She goes on to say, I was in Hawaii for a week with a friend and went into Aloha Island mode, super chill, maybe some walking and yoga, but that's it sleeping a lot. I was worried I'd lose all my climbing chops, atrophy or whatever, but actually the first day back on the wall, I was so relaxed and tuned into what we might call my feminine energy and flow that I was flying up the wall and going for higher grades than what I left with greater focus, ease, and skill. And that is from my friend, Susan. So I want to thank Susan for writing in and sharing that um, it is so important to just learn how to trust ourselves. And I might be preaching to the choir. You might be listening to this right now and being like, yeah, Brie, that's not hard. I totally tune in. I totally get it. But a lot of women actually... They don't yet trust themselves, and I'm learning that as I move through my time with my Fem Squad, which is a group coaching uh, program that I that I have. And actually, at the time this podcast airs, I believe the doors may actually have closed. Uh, but it's a wonderful group, and the women are really, really amazing women in this group. And really, you know, they're woke. You know, they're they're woke to being open to learning about their body and listening to their body but i have noticed that even though they're you know really they're into learning they're into understanding they're into knowing they know a lot they've studied a lot they they get it they get the importance of taking care of themselves but i find that they still sometimes some some people in the group need Permission, almost to, or reminders at the very least, to tune in and trust themselves rather than searching for outside answers in books, in podcasts, in you know, coaching. And and that's what I offer. I offer coaching. I want them to be asking me questions. I want them to be looking into things. I want them to be researching. But sometimes our best researcher, our best you know, answer, our best guidebook is within. And you can only get there by tuning in, by trying things, and just trusting. And if your body's telling you to slow down, if your body... So I, for one, I talk about my walking all the time. I talk about my daily walks. And I find that I... By the way, little side note here. If you're listening and you're like... Oh my gosh, Brianne, you said you were going to be reading a book or a chapter from your book about the inner core and you still haven't gotten to it. Then I'm sorry. This is just me. (laughs) You're going to have to get used to it. I will get to the chapter, but just let me finish out my thought here. So anyway, in episode seven that I keep referring to the podcast about the power of feminine movement, I share how on day seven of my Period. So day seven of my menstrual cycle, which is pretty much the end of my bleeding, really. I always feel like running. It's always the day I feel like running. And so I, you know, recorded a podcast with that as part of it. And you'll, you can listen more in episode seven, but just the other day. So just, you know, yesterday I was on a walk and I've been feeling actually now I'm getting, you know, it's a different time in my cycle. And I'm feeling a different way. I'm not feeling that high energy. I'm feeling very, very different. And so I was I was just walking fast. I am a very fast walker in general. Uh, people actually tease me saying that I, I walk like I have rockets coming out of my ass. And I, I really do, I am very, very fast and determined. I just, I go. But I realized when I tuned in and when I trusted myself, I realized that actually with the mindset, um, anxious feelings and kind of overwhelm and some of the issues I was having, what I really needed to do, even though it didn't seem like the right thing to do, even though it seemed like it wouldn't burn enough calories or that it wouldn't keep me in as good of a shape, I slowed down to a snail's pace and it felt so delicious to just be on this walk and just to allow myself to go slow it wasn't going to burn as many calories it wasn't going to get my heart rate up it wasn't going to you know get me that perky booty that i that i want but i needed it and the only way that i even realized that i needed it was by tuning in and and trusting and leaning into my intuition so anyway that is all of this to say i do hope that you will tune in to episodes 7 and 8 if you missed them And now we will move on with (laughs) this episode and the portion that I want to share with you today, which is uh, from my book, Lady Bits. It's chapter six titled The Inner Core. All right, here we go. We have discussed your external genitalia, your womb, and your menstrual cycle. Now let's get physical and talk about your musculoskeletal system, specifically your inner core, or deep core as it's sometimes described. Strengthening your inner core is an essential component to overall health and fitness, but it's not always addressed in catch-all core fitness programs or ab-blasting mat classes. And by that, I'm kind of referring to like just regular kind of generalized workouts that you may find online or uh, group fitness classes, things like that. The inner core is simple to train, but there are some basic guidelines that require specific instruction. You need to understand the connection between breath and movement since the breathing diaphragm marks the top of the inner core. You must learn how to properly contract the deep abdominal muscles while maintaining a neutral spine position. You must also learn how to properly engage and relax the pelvic floor muscles, which form the base of the inner core. And then here in my book, I have like... A quotation as if you are talking to me so imagine that you're saying this to me wait a minute back up you keep mentioning the pelvic floor what is the pelvic floor and why do you keep talking about it Yes, this book focuses heavily on the pelvic floor. Unfortunately, although many women have heard of the pelvic floor, very few are familiar with their own vulvar anatomy, let alone the anatomy of the internal pelvic floor muscles. As we progress from high school health class to our childbearing years and beyond, we are expected to know where the pelvic floor is and what it does. However, since most of us do not receive specific education about this complex region of the body, when we are young, we should not be expected to know about it later in life. And by the way, I'm going to revise that. <laughs> it is a, a somewhat complex region, but more than complexity, it's more that it's just not really discussed. It's more a hidden region of the body. So that's really how I'd revise. As, a, as you know, if you've been listening to my podcast, I'm revising this book as I go. I'm, I'm rewriting it. I'm writing the second edition by reading it. And I would say it's, it's not complex. It's just that it's hidden and it's sort of taboo and it's not often talked about. Okay, continuing with the book, I didn't know a thing about the pelvic floor until I took extensive anatomy and physiology training in graduate school and saw firsthand where these muscles are and how they function. Lack of education about our bodies is an unfortunate reality for many women and it's something I hope to change. When you increase awareness of your deep core muscles, including your pelvic floor, you will be able to isolate and wake up your core more efficiently. It becomes easier to flatten and tone your stomach. You'll be able to lift and move things safely, and you'll get a better workout each and every time you exercise. The icing on the cake is improved bladder control and increased confidence and satisfaction in the bedroom. The pelvic floor, also known as the PC muscles or the love muscles, is an integral part of your core. And by the way, when I say that um, that the pelvic floor may also be known as the PC muscles. That's kind of inaccurate. The PC muscles refers to the pubococcygeus, which is just a small part of the pelvic floor. However, a lot of people, um, who are just being, you know, a little more general, uh, may just refer to the PC muscles. You might've heard that. And when they're doing that, they are referring to the entire pelvic floor. So you can think of this as the floor of your core. Its job, the pelvic floor's job, is to support the bladder, uterus, and bowels and to withstand intra-abdominal pressure. It also provides backup bladder and bowel sphincter control, helping with successful... Oh, excuse me. It also provides backup bowel... (laughs) Here I go again. It also provides backup bladder and bowel sphincter control. It helps with successful delivery of babies and provides fantastic sensations during orgasm. Mutu System, which is a core fitness program designed for postpartum women, created a fun infographic titled Fall in Love with Your Pelvic Floor. This graphic depicts the amusing concept of speed dating your pelvic floor, describing the pelvic floor's personality as... Here is the description, usually a bouncy team player, but without TLC, it can become lifeless, tense, and disconnected. Its ambition is to be a useful member of team core, to be fit, strong, and functional, likes regular movement and workouts, dislikes being ignored, or permanently clenched. I love this balanced description almost as much as I love picturing the pelvic floor muscles at a speed dating event. Hey, just a quick little check in to let you know about an amazing foundational core strengthening program that I recommend to everybody it's called mutu system it stands for mummy tummy but you don't have to be a mom to benefit from this program and it's not just for recently postpartum moms either you can be six weeks postpartum or you can be 16 years postpartum or 26 years postpartum or again maybe you've never had a baby before it really doesn't matter basically what it's working on is strengthening the pelvic floor the abs the back, everything that I talk about, but it's done in a really organized stepwise progression, and it's going to make any workout that you do now or in the future, even that much more safe and effective because you have that foundational core strength built up. It's really well laid out. It's High high quality, and again, I recommend it to everyone. It might seem strange for me as a core fitness professional who has my own workouts to recommend someone else's workout, but like I said, it's just an awesome starting place for really anybody. And you can check it out yourself at MutuSystem.com using my discount code FEMTribe at checkout, and that is F-E-M-T-R-I-B-E. So go to MoToSystem.com and use code FEMTribe at checkout or you can use my bit.ly link, which is bit.ly femmutu. That's bit.ly F-E-M-M-U-T-U and enter code femtribe at checkout for 15% off. It's a really awesome system, and I hope you like it as much as I do. If you don't know where your pelvic floor is, you are not alone. 66% of women ages 16 and older are unable to locate the pelvic floor, which is a shame since one third of all women experience incontinence. Some sources report more. And millions of women suffer pelvic organ prolapse. The pelvic floor is the foundation of the inner core and understanding your pelvic floor anatomy is an essential starting place for the Lady Bits program. Whether you cannot yet conceptualize the pelvic floor or you're tired of hearing about the pelvic floor and its importance, I'm here to tell you that you need to take the time to really learn about this vital region of your body. Keeping it strong and healthy is the key to satisfying sex and control over bodily functions. Yes, I'm talking about keeping you dry, keeping you clean, and controlling your gas. Let's get started. Truly sensing your body, conceptualizing how it works and moves, and understanding your own anatomy is an extremely important component of fitness training. From top to bottom, the inner core includes the breathing diaphragm, deep abdominal and back muscles that surround the trunk, and the pelvic floor muscles. And then I have a photo in the book uh, for reference, so if you would like to get your hands on the book, just head over to Amazon and you can actually hold the book in your hands and see some of the the images. The inner core is difficult to understand because the muscles are deep inside the body. They are just under the skin, not visible like the biceps and the arms or the rippling six-pack abdominal muscles, which are actually called uh, the rectus abdominis muscles. Try to visualize your own inner core as we run through a brief anatomy lesson. We'll start at the base, the pelvic floor. The pelvic floor consists of a collection of muscles that stretch across the base of the pelvis. To orient yourself, place your hands on the uppermost crest of your pelvis. In other words, put your hands on your hips. If you imagine that your hands are on the top edges of a bowl, you can imagine your pelvic floor as the bottom of the bowl. Let's break down the pelvic floor into its parts a group of three muscles fan across the base of the pelvis from the pubic bone in the front to the tailbone in the back. These three muscles form what's collectively known as the levator ani. The levator ani provides most of the pelvic floor's mass and power. More superficially, below the levator ani is a thinner layer of muscles that are collectively known as the urogenital diaphragm. The pelvic floor, including the levator ani and the urogenital diaphragm, can be pictured as the bottom of the bowl, as described above, or as a hammock that supports your pelvic organs, including your bladder, uterus, and rectum. In addition to providing hammock-like support, the pelvic floor muscles also surround the urethra, the vagina, and the rectum. When the pelvic floor muscles contract, they contract inward and upward, not only supporting the pelvic organs, but also squeezing around the urethra, vagina, and rectum. And a little side note here, I actually recently uh, learned that a study found that out of all of the, the verbiage or the ways to describe a pelvic floor muscle contraction, which is so often misinterpreted, misunderstood, or done incorrectly based on verbal instruction alone, out of various different cues to tell people how to activate their pelvic floor, the most effective cue was actually to squeeze your anus. So I thought that was really interesting. So just knowing that, and maybe maybe try it right now, maybe squeeze your anus, see how that feels. If you're doing that, you are hopefully feeling a squeeze and a lift of those pelvic floor muscles. So thus, in addition to holding your organs in place, they help maintain urinary and fecal continence by serving as a closing mechanism along with the urethral and anal sphincters. Surrounding the pelvic floor are muscles that augment the inner core, although not necessarily part of the inner core proper, the following muscles provide stability to the pelvis and help to activate the pelvic floor muscles. The hip adductors, so that's ad A-D-ductors, adductors, the uh, adductor brevis, longus, and magnus, and the deep hip rotators, the obturator internus, piriformis, superior and inferior gemellus, obturator externus, and gluteus minimus. Moving to the midsection of the inner core, the deep abdominal and back muscles, including the transversus abdominis, internal and external abdominal obliques, erector spinae, and multifidus, surround the trunk and provide stability to the pelvis and the spine. They help to maintain your posture and alignment. And definitely think of this as a big old corset that surrounds your your core. So this corset helps maintain your posture and alignment and keeping these hardworking muscles responsive and strong is key when it comes to preventing back pain. At the very top of the inner core is the breathing diaphragm, an umbrella-shaped muscle that gently moves up and down when you breathe. The diaphragm plays an important role in core stabilization in that it helps to control intra-abdominal pressure and it has an extensive network of fascial connective tissue connections to the front, back, and sides of the rib cage and to the spine. To summarize, the inner core, which is the focus of the physical exercises found in this book, includes the pelvic floor, the deep abdominal muscles, the deep back muscles, and the breathing diaphragm. Remember, understanding your own anatomy is an essential component of fitness training. Improved body awareness begins with education, so let this information really sink in before moving on. If you need to reread this section, please do so. Okay, that's it for chapter six. And we will read chapter seven next time, which is titled Kegels, Good, Bad, or Indifferent. So Kegels are a hot topic and something I'm excited to get into next time. And so I will leave you at that. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you for listening to the entire show. If you loved this episode, please share it with a friend. Let her know how it helped you and what you learned and why she might like it too. And if you would like a free downloadable video portfolio that includes the inner core energizer routine that's found in my book, Lady Bits, plus the first seven days of my ab camp series... Simply leave a review of this podcast on iTunes and then send a screenshot of, re- of your review to me, Brienne at femfusionfitness.com. Again, that's Brianne at femfusionfitness.com. I will personally get back to you with your free downloadable video portfolio. I will see you next time. And remember, you don't have to be an expert, but every woman should know a bit.